You're listening to Black Neon Digital Podcast, episode 35, Charlotte Haller, bringing carbon offsetting into the mainstream with climate action platform, Nula Carbon. Welcome to Black Neon Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Jodie Muta-Hamilton, the founder of Black Neon Digital. And I believe the future of fashion is to honour craftsmanship whilst embracing innovation and to support each other to build businesses that have integrity. Less than a week ago, Charlotte Haller launched Nula Carbon, the climate action platform that aims to bring carbon offsetting into the mainstream. Before founding Nula Carbon, Charlotte witnessed firsthand the positive impact that carbon offsetting can bring to the planet, people and wildlife. For the past three years, she has worked for the ethical manufacturer and community trust, Soko Kenya, and lived in Kenya on a forest protection site run by Wildlife Works. Carbon offsetting has typically been something that perhaps we only think about in relation to flying or something that a big business incorporates into their corporate social responsibility strategy. Charlotte plans to change this by communicating with a growing carbon curious audience. By making the subject of carbon offsetting relatable, connecting on a human level and sharing stories from the people who directly benefit from carbon offsetting, Nula Carbon plans to make it easy to make a big difference. Okay, hello Charlotte. Thank you for joining us um, today. We've already spoke this week and it's been really fascinating to learn more about Nula and your journey and I just really wanted to share that with um, our listeners and congratulate you on your website launch this week. So it's kind of a really exciting time when something launches and all the energy and everything in it. And I know, you know, from having launched businesses before that there's a lot goes into that and kind of like sometimes when you've just launched it, there's almost a bit of like, not like... um, I don't know, I was going to say depression, but you basically have a lull because you've been working so hard towards something. Um, And I just really wanted to keep that kind of energy going for you and kind of, yeah, get get this conversation going and get it out there still. Um, So thank you for joining us today from Lisbon. Um, Let's talk about what Nula is in a a nutshell, and then we'll move on to it in more depth and talk about how you came to found it. So can you give me a bit of an elevator pitch of what Nula is. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Um, Yeah, and championing me has been incredibly helpful to have your support from the beginning. So Nula is a climate action platform, but more specifically, we're trying to get carbon offsetting into the mainstream. We want people to feel like they could be there kind of actively involved in change. And we really see forest protection as one of the key solutions kind of in our climate change movement. Fantastic. And can we talk about, um, so there's, you know, I've had debates with people in the past around the fact that carbon offsetting is not like a good thing to do. It's transferring our guilt or our debt to somewhere else and kind of moving the problem around a little bit. So for you, I know you're a firm believer that actually carbon offsetting is a great thing, that you've seen firsthand um, the benefits and the impact that it's done. So can you just explain what carbon offsetting is and why you have found it a good thing? Absolutely. I mean, I'm very lucky to have lived on a forest protection site. So as you say, I really have experienced how effective it can be. And particularly if you invest in people to protect the planet, then you can have a really great solution. But what we like to say is it's not 
the winning solution. It's not going to be our golden ticket out of it, but it's a really important tool in the kind of climate action toolbox. And the reason why I'm so invested in it is because whilst planting trees is great, we need funding to protect forests, you know, protecting there's so much stored carbon within these forests. And the at the greater rate they're being deforested or degraded, the more those emissions will be released into the atmosphere. There's knowledge and there's willing and drive to protect them, but there isn't the funding. And so that's why I believe carbon offsetting is really, really vital to help protect these forests. And you're specifically working with um, programs in Kenya because you've lived there. So can you explain what what took you to Kenya in the first place and how you found that and how you found this first-hand experience um, shaped what you're doing now, I guess? Absolutely, yeah. So I bought up bread in London and I was really looking for a job in another country and I managed to find my um, old boss's email on the Ethical Fashion Forum and it was when I was I sent her an email and she very kindly invited me out for three months and yeah well three months turned into three years um, because I absolutely loved being out there living on the project and kind of connecting with people who lived there. Who, who was your old boss? What was the company? Yes. So I worked for a company called Soko Kenya. They are an ethical manufacturer. Um, and for many people listening, um, they produce for a number of different clients, but one of their main clients is ASOS and they make for that made in Kenya range. But they also have a community trust and it was the community trust that I was mainly involved with and particularly in helping to set up their Kaju initiative, which is a, an upcycled sanitary pad project. Um, and I that's... I absolutely loved and I think that is what helped connect me to the community as well because we were there day in day out kind of talking to them listening to what they what they wanted and yeah it was was an awesome awesome experience. And what did they actually want then and probably now because obviously you've just sort of come back from there so you directly know what people are thinking and what they want what is it they want most? Well I think it was and this is a big part of Wildlife Works does it's about income sustainable income generation you know it's not just about kind of dipping in charity and then leaving. It's about creating solutions that they they can be a part of. You know, it's it's working hand in hand with people rather than kind of guiding from afar, really. And um, this particular project, it's had so many different facets to it. It was um, education within schools to both girls and boys about sexual and reproductive health and um, rights. It was about upcycling fabric that so they didn't go into waste and it was also about generating an income for um, uh, the people who are making them. How also have you seen the impact of um, the carbon offsetting project and and what has that actually practically meant to the community and also actually carbon you know? Yeah so they like I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but, you know, there's a variety of different jobs within the project. You know, forest protection covers so many different bases from um, the rangers who are all about protecting the, the wildlife there. You've got mechanics, you've got an eco factory, you have so many different roles. So over 300 people are employed just in the Kenya office. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you've got a broader community development. So the money that is comes in through the the Red Plus project or the carbon credits, that then goes to these community committees and they decide how to distribute the money. You know, it's very much, it goes into projects that they that they want and it's, and it's led by them. And that's 
that's where I really believe it delivers a positive impact because they get to say, well, actually, we need scholarships for children or we need a water tank over here. They know their community and and therefore they can use the money as they see fit. Mm-hmm. So how can we... Um... How can we engage in the project through NULA? So how does it actually all work? And like, why have you chosen that project? And kind of, I know we've talked previously about um, why you would not tick the box on an airline carbon offsetting. Like, why is NULA different and how can we engage with it? Absolutely. So whether you're an individual, you're a family or you're a business, you can sign up to NULA Carbon. There's, you know, we, we welcome everyone. But from an individual point of view, it's a subscription-based service. So if you're a UK resident, it's £10 a month at the moment. This money delivers more than just forest protecting impact. Um, a forest protection impact. It's about, as I said, it's about the people, but it's also about the wildlife as well. So we say we've got a triple win when you're buying credits from us. We'll hope, we hope to kind of relay that win and give you yeah, direct feedback from the ground. And that's, again, where I think we're different to other companies. I hope to to kind of tell you what the people who are living there say, because that to me is, that's the way to show that you're, that it's a worthwhile project to invest in. I think that's been really nice already so far to see in your, um, in your communications and your brand and your narrative and things, because actually how we connect to a cause and or whether it's a cause or not, I don't know whether that's the right description, but how we connect to something is by directly understanding the impact that it can have and relatable to whatever we're doing as well. And I think, you know, the reason why we don't carbon offset already is because it's this thing that we don't massively comprehend. And I think by telling stories of people, not of gases, yeah. <laughs> essentially, that's how that's how we connect, right? So um I think and you know the direct experience that you've had in Kenya over three years you know, you're really bringing these stories out and I'm really passionate about the whole storytelling aspect of it. Um, can you can you explain how you manage to understand who your audience are and how you use these stories and so forth to communicate with them? Because you've got a strong brand, you've got a, you know, it will become a strong brand presence um, and it has a specific look. So how did you decide that's what it should be? It was really, it was kind of something that I was very focused on from the start. Um, when I was looking, you know, just from me as a consumer, I really felt that there weren't enough brands that were speaking to individuals. There were, there's a lot of companies who are very um, corporate focused and there's a lot of jargon that's really complex and their visuals, they aren't that exciting, I don't think. And, and so I really wanted to create a company that was the antithesis of that, that challenged the narrative within the climate space. A lot of people don't have a lot of time. So if you don't have time to read the words, we need to create something visually that they can connect with. And so that was really important for me to kind of create this visual identity from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and who would you say your target audience are? Are they you? Are they, you know, your peers? Who are they? We have to find them as our carbon curious. We kind of have a number of different sectors, but we want to kind of get people involved who want to make a change, but maybe don't know how. We, want, we see ourselves as the active guide, you know, to get you thinking, doing, but also we're here to, for you to ask questions and no question is too stupid. So don't think that because you haven't done something that you can't be involved, we, we really welcome you to ask whatever question in any kind of way. 
Mm-hmm. That's really nice and kind of an open door, basically. So can we drop you an email anytime about comics? Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, I will be doing that, of course. Um, yeah, literally. Um, what I wanted to talk about as well is the fact that, you know, you're a new startup. Obviously, startups need help, support and so mm-hmm. forth, finance, everything. And at the minute, you know, it's a very difficult time as a startup or generally anyway but um you've chosen to now be living in lisbon and not in london where you where you're from and obviously you can't go back to kenya now where all your stuff is so like how how are you in lisbon and how are you finding that well i am absolutely loving lisbon it's a really cool city to be in um it's i'm very pleased i moved here but the reason i moved here was because i got stuck having to come back from Kenya for two weeks for a family reason. And because of Corona, I haven't been back. All my stuff, as you said, is still over there. And being in London is, it's not an accessible city for um, a a new startup. It's incredibly expensive. And so I needed to find somewhere that was half the price really. And and Lisbon was one of those places, but at the same time has a tech scene, has, you know, lots of different people starting cool projects. And so therefore, you know, there's, there's people I can connect with and talk to, which has been incredibly helpful. How has it been? Has it been quiet though? Has it been what you, ex- and have you been there before? Like, is it comparable or I don't know? I've been once as a kind of daytime tourist, but never been to live. And it's a lot quieter than you think it usually is. When speaking to people around here, they, yeah, they've said there's kind of about 30% of the buzz, which for them, and particularly for businesses, is obviously has a huge knock on impact but for me walking around the streets is is quite nice um but you can feed it within co-working spaces there's definitely a lot of empty seats because of this big kind of expat culture where mm. people are coming in to start up their business mm-hmm. um i just love the fact that basically you were like yep yeah, i'm just gonna go yeah. um you know, and I think that's so refreshing because we get so tied down into situations and things. I mean, you know, you've said before that you're fortunate that you could do that. So um, you have done that. And it's a, it's a really big thing. And I think it shows from your point of view as well, like how open minded you are about things and actually also that something isn't a big challenge, you know, Um and I know you want to go back to Kenya. So what would be, so when you do go back to Kenya, what will you be looking for then? What will you be doing and finding out more? Do you want to know more in depth about the community impact? Do you want to know how they actually measure carbon more? Like what are you, what's your next steps when you revisit? Oh, there's so many things I'd love to do. I think there's two major aspects. Firstly, as you've kind of touched on there, I really would love to go out with plot samplers and get to know their process. So plot samplers, uh, they manage about 429 plots within the project and they check every single plot over a period of five years. Um, And that's where they are measuring the diameter of the tree, the height of the tree, the canopy cover to make sure that we're doing what we're saying on the tin, you know, then really make sure that these trees are actually keeping carbon stored I've read about the process. I think I, I hope I understand it, but I think there's nothing like actually being part of it. So that to me is a very important part of our visit. And I hope that we can also capture that and relay it to people at home as well. And kind of touching on that, again, it's creating new materials that people won't have seen before, which will help them connect to the project and hopefully convince people who may not have signed up yet to be like, oh, that that actually looks like a really cool project that I want to be involved with. 
Can you talk about um, the difference between like carbon neutral, carbon positive, carbon negative, carbon, um, yeah, the difference between not doing bad and doing positive things? Yes, absolutely. So simply by living, we all emit carbon. So at that, that's our kind of baseline. What we're trying to do with carbon offsetting is bringing you up to at least carbon neutral. This is kind of a very level playing field. What we should be aiming for is climate positive or carbon negative. And that's where we're actually giving back to the planet. So we are hoping to do this at NULA by offsetting to neutral and then planting to climate positive, you know, adding something, giving back. That, that's what it should be about. Are there other ways in our daily life that we can... Um you know, eat less meat, etc. We hear quite a lot, but are there any other things that we might not have heard about that we can do? Absolutely. And one that I've really kind of started looking into quite a lot. Um, there's a campaign run by a company called Switch It, and they are trying to get you to switch your bank account and your energy provider, because where our money is stored is probably one of the biggest ways we can have an impact. And I think there's been some research done to say that it's about 27 times the impact of giving up dairy, meat and flying all together is by kind of switching your pension, your bank and your bank account. So check, go over to switch it, check it out, put in your high street bank and look at some of the other options that they're providing. I've switched to Starling. Um, they are both my current and business account. And that's also because they are pushing for money being equal, which is something that's really important to me as well. What does money being equal mean? So they kind of are trying to get women to talk about money more and be open mm -hmm. about it. And that also relates kind of relates to the climate world because I think there's been a lot of research done to show that women are more responsible with their money and are more likely to invest in projects that are doing good. And so if, if women feel more comfortable to talk about money, we can hopefully then direct money to the right channels. Mm, there's been quite a lot of research done about basically women owning the family budget, and, exactly. you know, in this country or Kenya or wherever and, and what they choose to spend their money on and the impact. And that's kind of quite an interesting kind of yeah. area to think about that as well and how we can create more impact. Um, what other resources would you say if someone obviously look at NULA, go on your website and you have your um, NULA notes, which is basically where you talk about, um, you know, like your NULA magazine, I guess, um, talk about carbon and other other things. Um, what other what other places can we yeah. get information from if we're delving into this issue well actually if you go to our notes section of our website we have a brand directory we also try and interview people as well but if you want a quick resource within our brand directory we are uploading loads of different companies from a range of different fields that we think are doing good and at the moment a couple of resources i would look into if you're um, interested in this space one is chicks for climate another is future earth which i think produce wonderful infographics and really break down and loads of different topics there's climate science, which again is trying to do something similar. It's very research-based, but they, you know, they talk about why why are mangroves important, um, what's the difference between being vegan and vegetarian on the planet. You know, no topic is off bars for them. Um, mm -hmm. Who else? Yeah, I think those are three of the main ones that I really turn to for research. And there's actually a new one called Earthrise Studio, and they are trying to break down definitions with kind of the research behind them which has been incredibly helpful um what's what's next for you so obviously you've just launched this week so I'm not like trying to push you into <laughs> the next things but um 
what's next for you in terms of, I know we've talked previously about you perhaps looking at other projects outside of Kenya, and then also what do you need to get you to where you need to be? So finance, support, people yeah. to sign up to the platform. Yeah, yeah. well, people to <laughs> sign up is number one. Yeah. Um, so I would love to look at other projects and there are a number that I've kind of got my eye on, but that's not possible until I can prove that my product is worthwhile investing in. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so investment would be great. But before I kind of go down that avenue, I really want to connect a number of people to the project, to what Nuna is about. And yeah, looking into brand collaborations, because I think trying to get individuals to connect is going to be an uphill climb. But if we can maybe get organizations who you don't have to offset your whole operations but maybe get your employees to be climate positive it's a really nice way of giving back to your employees but hopefully getting them to start about climate action talking about climate action and in terms of like partnerships and collaborations there are you talking about like I don't know because we talked about it before going into ASOS and getting them to do it or are you talking about like HSBC doing it or it doesn't really matter I'm, I'm open to a number of different things I think it doesn't really matter so much because really we need to all be in this together um I know for a fact that ASOS actually already offset through Wildlife Works I think they offset their scope one um but yes no it would maybe partnering with Starling Bank for example who are a consumer led business um and but also at the same time connecting to your small brand who has a beautiful pair of trainers that does I don't know what you know there's so many different opportunities available I think um and as long as you're speaking to a consumer then then I'm interested yeah fantastic um what's what's literally next for you in the next week's um the next week's we are creating animations at the moment they are almost finalized because I haven't been able to get back to Kenya, I obviously don't have the footage that I would like to be able to connect consumers to mm. the project. And so I've had to create an imaginary world. So we've done that in 2D form and we are also doing it in stop motion form. And it's the stop motion mm. form that I'm most excited about. So yeah, watch this space. Amazing. Um, what's your website, last thing? What's it's your... com, and you can also find us at Instagram at Notes. Fantastic. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much, Dodie. <laughs>